millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. What do we do if we ever see each other again in real life? I just think it'll be weird. I'm going to pretend like I don't know you. <laughs> be all frosty and strange. You're like, what's Cassie? Yeah. It's me. Neither of us would notice any change there. <laughs> she frosty. She's sassy. She's strange. She's being sassy. She's sassing us. Stop sassing. Fair. Okay, fair, fair, we have fair. so much. This is actually sorry. This, this personality that you've created for me on the creep type is just so, <laughs> so jarring much. to people who know me in real life. I know, They're like she's such, she's, she's such like a, a cute little softy marshmallow of joy. Yeah. I think this is the real you, Cass. That I'm really sassy, just like perma period on it all. Yeah. <laughs> so you went over and did a good interview on a. She's Sassandra. A, Sassandra. Loads of people have been doing podcasts. The two of you have been off meandering the podcast world in other areas. Where how does I it come? How do you were with Brezzy? You were with Brezzy. Oh my Brezzy. God, true. Sorry. You were with Brezzy. That was a good few weeks ago, hence I forgot. But forgot what an outing that was. I think that was a real friends now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you think he, he could get you me are one of Acknowledge me balls. in the DMs on Instagram. Get out of here. Ah, that's pretty mm, intense. So cute. I know. And uh, and we talked for hours. You did. I don't know if they released it in full. Presumably not. But like, you know, we just had so much to say. So much in so much common. Common ground. That's it. It was. Um, I like to think that we inspired Brezzy's podcast because before we had the studio, that's where we used to record. And the lads in there were like, ah, podcasts, they're good ideas. Oh, yeah, do you remember? Oh, that's right. Where was yeah, that? That, that was I actually, studio. Brezzy passed quite close by me in the hall one day and I kind of went, <gasps> just tried to kind of catch a scent of him on the it was kind real of backdraft. Subtle. And He's yeah. Sicko. Just purring yeah, all over. Subtle was. I know, Did you I say um, yeah, it's gorgeous now, studio cool. space. It's mm. very cool, isn't it? Vintage Duke. Not as cool as our, our own beautiful few women's 
And um, how's creeping up top? I have a treat. Yes. Do I have a treat for you? Okay. This has come in from creepy listener Maggie B. Um, apparently 13 days ago, and I haven't actually even replied to this email. So, God damn it. I am a <laughs> bastard. And I'll be right on to say thank you so much because this is truly a joy. Okay. So, hello. Not sure this is the correct place to suggest this. But anyway, inspired by Cassie's Creep to Creep jingle. Mm, chef's kiss cast that was fantastic thank you would you believe i don't play the piano i really really wouldn't i mean you play the tech that's what you play you're very techy yeah okay so anyway um cassie's creep to creep jingle inspired this creep along with their second favorite podcast how did this get made very good um, and where they ask people to create a jingle for some sections in the shows so i made a jingle for creep of the week are you playing it now? Be Is that what we're hearing? Little... No. Can you hear something beyond <laughs> my no. voice? I'm sorry. Are you going to play I'm it going now? To. I'm just Are getting... we getting ahead of ourselves? I'm just. I'm going to play it. I'm just giving. Can we you make Maggie's... our voices more excited? I'm just Wait giving Maggie's preamble. <laughs> she said, "I thought it might be a fun thing for creep listeners to send in." I have a gut feeling they are a musical bunch. They are definitely talented and intense and I think that's a good combination for people composing music for a second rate podcast that they are uh, into and she goes on to say I'm not sure where on a narcissism style scale it sits to recommend an idea and then provide an example of that idea for use but sure look it is what it is I will not take offense to the idea or the jingle never seen the light of day take care May and I love that I really left her hanging on that now for 13 days. 13 I days. Just ignoring everything. I'm just, uh, I'm just shambolic in the, uh, in the Insta. Not the Insta, the Gmail. Okay, so you're ready now? Because we're going to do Creep of the Week up top, presumably. And so I can play us in with yes. Maggie B's jingle. Okay, you ready? Creep, 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 creep. Very Enya, very beautiful. I feel like when other people share their actual talents with us, three fucking dipshits on the internet. I know, it throws us into sharp relief. But it really makes me feel like we're doing something right. Like we've been accepted into a community of talented people. Like the ones who draw us pictures and make these jingles. I know. You know that I now just have like the creep art stuff all displayed in my office behind me. Like there's enough stuff to have a display up here behind my head there I'm also, yeah. so I have it in the office as you come in yeah but also do you know like on that note I get that every time I see a new patron coming in with a tcd.ie email I'm so easily impressed I'm like an old granny who's like you're in Trinity now I see but I'm there like oh look at us having Trinity Trinity listeners there the you go dive is how I interpret it too yeah, obviously. I'm like TCT. Does that mean Trinity College Dublin or does it mean the creep? The creep well, obviously it now means the creep dive, but uh, in this context, trainers. Um, all right, do we have a creep of the week? So, guys, can <gasps> we adopt that into our every week? Absolutely. Um, and also, listener, I mean, if you have a creep jingle that you would like to submit, uh, it can be for anything. It can be for Sathy Cathy. It can be for Jen Rogan segment. It can be uh, a cannibal, a cannibal jingle. Um, why not? Anything you want, why don't you send it on into creeping for love 
at gmail.com. That is creeping for F-O-R, love at gmail.com. And then just wait if a casual made a 17 sassy, days. jingle, I would be the happy, I would never be sassy again. I'd just be so happy all the time. <laughs> Don't deprive them of the sass. They need the sass. Okay, creep of the week. I mean, there's a few contenders. Well, are we Hammers got... back in the news? Um, Ooh, you're one. Uh, House of Effie. House of Effie. Yeah, did you see that at all? She did a video kind of confessional of, of a horrendous experience um, kind of with ARMY, a rape and she talked about it in detail and so that is an open case currently in the usa so i think that vanity fair article that we were all waiting for was actually effie's confessional you know piece yeah do you think fuck i think i think well no because effie was commenting on what the piece was and she was saying i know what's coming I know it sounded like she was she knew of allegations that were coming from other people and then I think she's been prompted or encouraged or supported to bring forward an actual an actual case now well it's great and there's yeah. been there's, there's there's the photographic evidence of them together and um you know there's I think enough evidence there well obviously there's enough evidence there to bring forward a case so Looking. We'll see. Also, majorly exciting thing in the works is the Brittany Murphy documentary. Sorry, Sophie, I'm talking about this again. But I, I know can't. I looked it up today, Jennifer. You know that it's like barely in development, yeah? Oh fuck's sake! I don't is it? think it's coming anytime soon. Oh, it's painful. Give us an insight. What is it though? Well, did you do you remember when Brittany Murphy died and how it was sort of cloaked so in bizarre mystery and, and very like strange, she collapsed yeah. in the shower cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, and everyone thought it Healthy was like a drug overdose, and then woman. it was, mm-hmm. and uh, then it was like Jen's favorite cause of death, carbon monoxide, like bubonic mold. Mm-hmm. It was, it was similar, though, wasn't it? It was something like in their house. Well, that's yeah. right, because her husband, six months later, also dead in the house. Yeah. So it's looking that way, maybe. But there's then been a bit of a cl- there's some kind of weirdness about her mother, as well that uh we don't know anyway it's going to be very interesting just just <laughs> everyone hold tight hold tight but there is <laughs> an interview succumbing. with the husband right after britney died he did a televised interview from the home that she died in that he later died in and it yeah. was just bizarre stuffed full of stuff and um, the house over the house was and if I remember correctly, I think he was talking about selling off a lot of her clothing. Like in one of the shots, he was standing in their living room and it was just rail after rail, jam-packed full of her clothes. And I think there was a bit of profiteering going on and it just smelt a little fishy. Ew, moldy. Mm, moldy. Scuzzy, scuzzy. Yes, I think I remember her mother. Either her mother was like weirdly close in on that marriage i think it was yeah. that actually do you know the way um do you know the way whales fuck where there's yes. a third person who has to hold the female steady i think that person. the mother was that yes. person in their marriage gotcha and um, basing that on little to nothing Um, i've got to go i tell you what week. you're basing it on all the oh, yeah. photographs of her mother and him embracing <laughs> after i'm not yeah. aware of them but okay are they there's a many. little bit unusual just slightly off you know when you mm. can't quite put your finger on incest but then suddenly your finger's on it 
Incest in law, though, is incest in perfectly law. fine. You know that. I'm not suggesting anything. That's we all definitely libelous. Except for fucking Woody. Um, <laughs> so my, just to clarify, I said he does not get a pass on that. Just in case gotcha. some terrible kind of fumble of the microphone drops that word, that key word. Okay, David Dobrik. Do you guys know who he is off the top of your head? YouTuber? Some TikToker YouTuber. Yeah, Vine. Big Vine fella. Vine. Um, I only ever, there's certain sections of YouTube I only ever get to hear about players after they've kind of, after their fall from grace. Adam Paul and the like. So Adam David, Paul, that was bad. That was bad. He's a bad man. Okay, so David Dobrik came from Vine. Big Vine guy. Uh, into exploded into the YouTube kind of like prank bro fucking tiresome scene um in like 2018 he immediately ma- amassed like something insane like 18 million subscribers since he's been on YouTube um Ridiculous. since 2014 like there's no way in hell 18 million fucking people are entertained by this total twat but anyway he also established when he got on YouTube a vlog squad of like some of his like fave lads and the greatest horseplay of all time. You can I imagine. I was just gonna, re- yes, I was you were yeah. just ahead of me. And uh, so basically he now has had to do the um, YouTuber uh, apology vid um, not really actually apologizing for fucking anything last week when some uh, sexual assault accusations surfaced. Uh, millions of his sponsors started pulling out. HelloFresh, one of the biggest, we can confirm that we're no longer working with David Dobrik or any member of the vlog squad and do not have plans to work with them again in the future. A um, lot of like the Dollar Shave Club, EA Sports, loads and loads of people and um, loads of big brands pulling out. It's in the game. A lot of it is off the back of a video from 2018 and um, that has kind of like come back to the fore and it was called she should not have played with fire exclamation mark exclamation mark his a video he made yeah and posted to his channel his youtube okay. channel in 2018 hmm. not that long ago and it shows footage of young women socializing with david dobrik and members of his super super cool bands Bance vlog squad um, as they all kind of were hanging out the men joked about having sexual encounters with the women and later one of the men recounts having sex with one of them to the camera that woman has come out fucking fair play to her and told insider that she was incapacitated by alcohol during the course of the evening and the experience was rape um, was she what, could you see her in the video yeah her um, account yeah I haven't watched the see, video but okay, she okay, she was her. she was visible do you want to is there a question about the video or well I, I'm, I'm just wondering if you could tell that from the video they were in just out, out of interest well no because there's no footage of the rape but there is footage of that same man later talking describing about the sex quote unquote sex that he had with one of the women so um she has pictures text and video from that evening to corroborate the story 
and not the story, her account, and the and there is also another woman witness who is present. And um, at the end of the video, reminder, it's called "She Should Not Have Played with Fire!" Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! At the very end of the video, David Dobrik says to the camera, obviously like fucking jokey, jokey bands, we're going to jail. Um, at after the video was published, the woman reached out to ask that the video be removed. It was after it had been viewed five million times. Oh my god! Um. So, uh, obviously, uh, here comes David now having to pretend that he gives a shit, and um, so he put a video out last Tuesday on his this is telling secondary channel, and um, that obviously has nothing like the eighteen million subscribers of the the other channel, the main one. So he put what out a video. What is the purpose of that channel? Why would you have it's two It's where jobs? you can hide your totally, like, fucking trite and uh, empty fucking apologies Apology. and taking, and, like, apparently taking responsibility for your actions. But, oh, my okay. God, it was one of the most flaccid fucking take responsibility things I've ever heard. Quote, I wanted to come on here real quick and address some conversations that are going on on the internet. He t- called the video, Let's Talk. Um, he said, consent is something that's super, super important to me. He added that he seeks approval from everyone who appears in his videos and will take videos down if those featured in them no longer want to be included. But apparently this obviously excludes rape victims who asked. In, you know. Sorry, I'm adding that. That's it's not his words. They're mine. Okay, he said, there's also been moments where I've looked back on videos and I realized that these don't represent me anymore. And they're hurtful to other people and I don't want them up because I've grown as a content creator and as a person. And I don't agree with some of the videos I've posted. This is what bothers me the most. His last line, I'm sorry if I've let you down. I just really fucking hate it. And there is also a sort of a secondary um, accusation of sexual assault coming from a former member of the blog van squad uh, whose name is Seth Francois. And he said that he was sexually assaulted in one of David's, like, you know, air quotes, prank videos. So basically in the video, he was uh, tricked into kissing a guy called Jason Nash. Um, and in that moment, uh, Seth believed he was kissing a woman. So he has said, the point of the video is to sexually assault me. That's the whole premise. It's obviously like i think this is this this guy is very definitely like taking it out of a you know potentially like is he embarrassed to have been kissing a man Mm. sphere of conversation and he's very much just focused on the consent was not there because Mm -hmm. he was deceived about the situation and um so that's ongoing a fucking mess is what it like is. Like this guy, David Dobrik, has a ten million dollar house in Los Angeles. Like, so he yeah, has. he's huge. Like he gives away um, cars and shit all the time. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, yeah, that so is depressing. That just really fucking annoyed the fuck out of me. Um, so yeah, fuck very him. kind of like Shane. Um, what's that guy's name again Shane he did the makeup oh, collab that's right 
Yeah. But it's quite, it's very typical now of, they of all YouTubers have two first to do names, this. These guys, his name is probably like Shane, Shane James. Ross, Shane James. Yeah. She, they, so they all do this. Something terrible happens, which mm. they might or may or may not be responsible for. They come on, they mm. do the fake apology bullshit and they quickly just revert back to form. So there's no, it's straight on mm. with the show, you know, straight yeah, on with the know. show. I do think there is kind of icing going on now. Like Adam Cole think... hasn't been back, I don't think, particularly. That hmm. Shane guy has gone to ground completely. His some of his stuff was absolutely horrible. Just that boring. kid it was kind that of child stuff. stuff. Oh. Yeah, that was yeah. extremely that was very disturbing stuff. All right. Anyway, that sounds depressed. Sure. Yeah. David, your creep well. of the week. There Fuck you, go, you and your shit squad of, you know, sexually harassing dickheads. Anyway, fuck him. I'll tell okay, you what, what I have. What do we have? Yes, come on. I Jen. have a series of animals breaking the fucking law and wreaking havoc. Oh, a one particular airplane crash. You will never guess who is responsible for it. Cass? A bird. In the Honey engine. badger. No. I'm, Snake. A just wait. Plane. Just wait for the story. A ladybird. <laughs> so distracting. Can be very distracting. They're beauty alone. It's just making a wish. Um, <laughs> I love it. I have, I have a terrible, uh, very long roommate story oh, that I one. can that I can tell uh, or hold on to. Uh, you've been marinating in this roommate story I for a really long time. You've been teasing this for a while. I'm excited to hear it. I've just had it here on the peripheral for a really long time. It's right yeah. there. I want to get mine out because mine is timely. Oh, Although, yeah, let me just okay. check. Actually, do you know what? I, I could still do it next Monday and it would still be in time. Not to worry. No, let's go with yours and let's go with the animals because look, mine could be her. like a... a <laughs> I no, because I want to hear the Sometimes, anim- animals. Though, you know when you sit on but a like, creep m- too long? Oh, yeah. You I'm look- shitting it. I'm absolutely bricking it. <laughs> you off. just can't do it anymore. <laughs> the pressure is too high. You've yeah, and there's a, I have a document to open that I I have had for weeks, and I'm going. I'm just down the last few pages, and I'm not sure if I if I finished it. But we'll let's just go with you guys <laughs> first, and we'll see All how right. we get on. Do you want the animals okay. first? Give us Jen. Yeah. We need Welcome. Love. I'm giving you ten. I'm giving you ten animals. Uh, terrible, terrible crimes. The first one, one of my favorite animals of all time, because of their sheer size, is a moose. You don't often think about oh, moose. Yeah. They're fucking huge. Like, mm. huge. Very hard. Maybe a gra- You know, in the Natural History Museum in Dublin, the, uh, what do they have there on the, as you walk in, a great Irish elk? Isn't that what they're called? Where? They're extinct in- now. Natural History Museum. They oh, have yes. A, yes. Oh, that's I enormous, believe it was that thing. Found in a bog. And I think mm. that might be size comparable to a moose, right? Whoa. Moose as well. They lob around. They can run up to 50 kilometers an hour. Might have exaggerated slightly there. But you you might have seen recently an incredible video on YouTube or anywhere of a moose running beside a skier through the snow. Just fucking madness. Anyway, during the moose is sort of very you think friendly. think their kind of big antler things would be a kind of a, kind of a barrier to their aerodynamicy. No, it's the length of their legs, Sophs. It's like if you, it's at giraffe levels of, of, of leg length. Anyway, mm. right. 
So um, during all, during Alaska, okay, Alaska, tons of moose there. And uh, the moose during their rutting season, during their mating season, where they all the males fight together for to get inside a female, they 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 have they they do a lot of car attacking and uh, just penning people in. There's havoc in you know the Aldi car park. There's a moose blocking the exit. It's just loose about the house. The There's a yeah. moose loose about the house. Hoose. And uh, anyway, in 2007, one of these Alaskan mooses. Managed to bring down a helicopter. <laughs> Amazing, Ooh. right? A, uh, a we're here. We are in Gustavo in Alaska. A biologist uh, was tracking a moose from a low flying helicopter, and he says to himself, "I think we're close enough." But the pilot said, "No, let's get a bit closer." Okay, so they they were getting close in order to tranquilize this guy. Huge big moose on the loose. They were trying to shoot him with a tranquilizer gun. Pilot of the helicopter comes in. One swoop. Your man uh, shoots the tranquil. Misses. Has to go again. Up he goes. And another swoop. Way too fucking close. Okay. Moose's okay. antlers hit the back of the, uh, of the helicopter. Helicopter started spinning. Front of helicopter with the enormous blades just started slicing then into the moose's face. Very sad. Because the moose died of slice um, wounds to the face. That's uh, sad. Helicopter two humans survived. And, um, you know, just a little lesson there in you can get too close to a moose on the loose. Yeah. Let's absolutely. not. Uh, want to hear like a, a passive attack on the part of the moose. Like you can imagine, yeah. I mean, apart from dying, you feel like the moose is kind of barely registering what's just happening. He's like, mm. it's just, just like, fuck off. This giant mosquito kind of coming out <laughs> of probably the noise as well. The whole thing was shambolic, but it was okay because... Well, sad for one, happy for another. In we go to a little baboon, or kind of average sized, called Fred. We're in Cape Town. Uh, Fred has a harem. Fred is like king of this harem, and he's wreaking absolute goddamn havoc. So Fred has learned that when traffic's, when cars stop at traffic lights, um, there's, sorry, he's just watched cars stop at traffic lights. He's noticed that, and he's saying to himself and his harem, when they stop, we'll get in. And, uh, <laughs> so Fred sits waiting. Uh, traffic lights turn red. Tra- cars stop. Fred lets out an incredible screech. All his areem come running and they head for the cars. And they uh, open the cars and they're in. They're absolutely in. They're looking for food, anything they can get their hands on. And oh, it yeah, was just an straight app- into yeah. the glove compartment. The straight mints. in. So, yeah, doing all the zips, no problem with the opposable thumbs. Not a problem. So uh, Fred was king of this harem and had been hijacking these vehicles for months until they were the people of Cape Town were like, we need to stop this happening now. So they got the police involved and they were like, right, maybe we can retrain Fred. Maybe we, I mean, there's got to be a way here. And they started to try and Fred lured them into this feeling of friendship. And they thought, okay, I think, I think we're getting through to Fred. And then Fred, of course, turned on them incredibly aggressively. Uh, baboons have enormous teeth and they're omnivores they just can tear through anything they're incredibly strong fast but mostly the power is in the jaw and fred just went for any human that came absolutely anywhere near him uh violently assaulting man woman and child whenever it took his fancy so anyway so they, they decide look the training's not going well we're going to trap we're going to trap fred and let him loose somewhere where there's no cars everyone agreed 
perfect idea. Uh, somehow communication, lines of communication got blurred. They trapped Fred and the guy who with the trank, who was supposed to tranquilize him, just killed him instead. Um, so that was the end of Fred. But they were all top seeing Fred's body. And it was discovered to be full of shotgun bullets. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, from previous attempts to kind of nail him down. Kill him. And, um, oh just, my God. Just incredible. These are scoffing bullets yeah. laughing in the face of their attempts. Screw you. Here, guys, do you, did one of you two do this? About uh, this 11-year-old cat called Oscar? No. no weird one. Not no. me. Okay, we're in North Island, New Zealand. Very mm-hmm. unusual cat. Old cat. We're talking um, domestic here, yeah? Domestic cat. Uh Everything thought everybody thought everything was fine until the owner of Oscar uh, opened a wardrobe in the home that they had not opened in years. Three thousand individual unpaired socks were to be found in that wardrobe, <laughs> and then there was only one culprit, Oscar. He had been escaping every three thousand individual socks from the neighborhood. Imagine nobody had them noticed. You just oh, they were from the neighborhood in general. I just yes, yes. that family had loads of socks. <laughs> and no, now you could Oscar. understand how over years it would build up because like socks they're just they're fleeing the drawers no in my house exactly. and I'm constantly having to replace them the owner even went on like a nail signs to a tree is this your sock please come and retrieve your sock I apologise it's been Oscar this whole time but Oscar. anyway he was just Socks-er. having a laugh getting away with it oh wait for this next story this I'm going to tell you about here is a little gentleman called Canuke the knife crow. Excellent. So crows, you might you might be surprised to know, have the intelligence of a three-year-old child. <laughs> Pretty stupid, I know that's what you're yeah. thinking. But for a bird, that's incredibly Quite good. It's incredible. Uh, they're incredible hunters of food. Once I even saw a documentary of a crow uh, sitting at the beach at a, at a kind of bin-linered open bin, right? So he was grabbing the liner of the bin, pulling it up, stomping that down with his foot and what he was doing was drawing the garbage up to his face isn't that fucking amazing very clever yes, yes Cass. and we know that man who tra- who trained the was it crows and magpies to pick up co- ch- a change on the road and he had built this little system on his balcony when they input change they got treats and bird no. feet out and he said he earned enough to pay his rent no oh, wow just like no, one paper yeah, money continuously Say that again, Sophie. Was it one Just month or month? continuously? I think it was continuously. You work away. I'm going to find this story. Yeah, Love please it. do. Work anyway, Canuck was uh, just a crow of the neighborhood, just hanging around being smart. Uh, usually they're just hanging around bins, like looking for, you know, kitchen remains. Um, mm. But this day, May 24th, 2016, a gentleman in a McDonald's parking lot fucking lost it. So he set his car on fire. And uh, then he just was standing there swinging a big knife around and police officers arrived, right? This whole time, Canuck, just watching, watching and waiting. He saw something he liked in this scene and that was the knife. But Canuck, because not being helpful, much like a three-year-old, just decided to come and get what he wanted just at the point that they got the man down and they were looking for the knife to bag it up for evidence and they spotted Canuck no. up on a wall, knife in mouth. Police took chase. 
very difficult to chase it like as the bird flies is not a, as the human runs so there was no. just a difficult yeah very difficult so they started pelting stones and things at Canuck eventually he did drop the knife okay so he was he, he dropped the knife police were happy Canuck not happy stuck around the scene he was just coming down stole a pair of spectacles off an officer's face um, <laughs> then the police crew arrived right and uh, this is all the police needed now. They're being made an absolute fool of by this bird. Uh, police crew arrive, filming Canuck, the whole scene. Canuck stealing bits of gear from the television crew. Absolute chaos. Oh, amazing. Uh, so he just exists there. That's just the life of a crow. That crow might be different to other crows. Cassie, any sign of your coin crow? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Hacker Josh Klein. Uh created a crow vending machine a device that gives birds peanuts for depositing a coin it's all it part sounds of like you're stuffing crows, crows to in. save humans life yeah uh so he ta- he talked about this in a ted talk so it's legit obviously <laughs> <laughs> they've done the research so i don't have to um and he he's but his talk was why crows are better than flying monkeys and how you can teach them to do your bidding. So it all started when he used a modified version of a, of a training method to teach his cat to use the toilet and how it worked really well. That made him think that he might be able to use this method with crows. The first inklings that he would work with crows came about 10 years ago at a cocktail party when he argued that harnessing the birds to do something useful would be a much better plan for his native Seattle plagued by crows. Hmm. In the first two steps of his four-step experiment, he said he provided crows with coins, peanuts, and the vending machine and ordered them in order for them to get used to the materials. Then he provides the birds with only coins and in frustration, they bang around until the coin gets in the machine slot. Then he introduces the next step when the machine dispenses a peanut as a reward for the coin. In the fourth step, he gives the birds nothing, but the crows see that the coins have been spread over the ground near the machine. This year reveals is what's special about crows. Squirrels, for example, look at the box of half dozen, a half dozen times, then disappear off and never come back. Crows make the connection, pick up the coin, put it in the box and receive a reward. Ah, cute. Very good. We should be able to read. Then I have a link here for his TED Talk, but I'm not going to watch it. I'm kind of annoyed that that guy has had a TED Talk and none of us have had a TED Talk. What would I give it on? Just being annoyed on the internet. <laughs> Here, here's the next story. Orangutan called Princess. Where are we here? Right. Uh, the, okay, we're in Borneo. This orangutan was hand reared, taught sign language, and then begun a life of crime. So after <laughs> learning uh, at his sign language, he was sorry. He was sort of set loose. He was reared, and he was in the wild. But he was hanging around the camp a good bit, and around the camp were several canoes that had been left unattended and princess just used to steal every fucking canoe she could get her hands on (laughs) she um anytime it was left asunder she she taught herself to drag that fucking thing into the water get in and paddle with her hands isn't that insane very okay bit of a menace uh so anyway locals started trying tying the canoes to prevent the snatching However, it didn't bear the expected results because Princess learned to untie them. Eventually, they had to sink their, cana- their canoes using stones as a way of preventing the, te- the theft. I mean, that is an incredibly uh, 
Anyway, I'm going to skip the next Enterprising one. Enterprising orangutan. Incredibly, incredible. Yeah. Into this. This is an, an incredible plane crash. Wait for this. Okay. It's August 25th, 2010. At around 1 p.m., a flight was approaching Bandunu Airport in the Democratic Republic of Congo. It loses control. Crashed into a house, killing 20 people. You'll never guess what happened on board. Okay, this accident was not caused by technical problems. Wait for this, right? When boarding the plane, one passenger had an unusual shaped bag. Now, forcing a regular wheelie bag into an overhead locker is challenging enough. Try this on for size. Full-size crocodile in a gym bag. (laughs) Stuffed into the overhead compartment. Okay. Oh, that's audacious. I just think it was like a casual keyboard or a cello or something. Exactly, Cass. Maybe. A uh, keyboard. Oh, sorry. So he, no, I realized he got, <laughs> he got it up there. Everybody sat down. Nobody suspected a thing. Suddenly, noises were heard in the overhead compartment. <laughs> and a very brave <laughs> flight attendant went to investigate. Twas a fucking crocodile and a pissed off one. He had ripped his way out of the canvas bag. He was knocking his tail against the thing. The, the door popped raging. open. Rage, raging. Door popped open as they do. And he exploded out of the <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> sending up everyone into just pandemonium on board the plane. Okay. So. Just a fucking imagine that coming yeah. down on top a of A crocodile. You. Coming down yeah. on top of your head. An angry crocodile. Oh my crocodile God. Writhing and your head. spitting. Yeah. What? Spitting and writhing. And do you ever like actually, actually have like somebody drop something on you? And like on the, the rage you feel toward that person. So imagine, I mean, both fear you. and really irritated by this crocodile. There's only one imagine thing to do, Sophie and Cassie. And that one thing is stampede towards the pilot's cabin. Oh God. Which is what everybody did. Oh or God. A lot of people. Well, like so if that's an of, instinct, of course yeah. you'd run away from the crocodile. So oh the story God. goes, everyone fiddling around with their things, crocodiles coming, get the fuck up there. Oh, there's only one door that someone in there already locked themselves into the jacks. We're getting into uh, this pilot's cap. What do you call it? Cockpit. And uh, okay, according to the story, the, uh, a sudden shift in weight caused the plane to come down half a kilometer, kilometer into the <gasps> runway, which made it run over the edge, crash into a house. And oh, caused no. 20 people to die. Oh now, my God. Jesus. Unconf- I hate I knowing say that that, that could is... happen to a plane. Like I hate knowing <laughs> yeah. that the plane's really relying on the even distribution of passengers to stay up I, there. And they're not being a crocodile. I would or else have gotten into one of the safety. compartments. <laughs> yeah, Don't there's no way he's going back up there. The no, no, me. I'd have gotten into the overhead compartment. <laughs> on the opposite side, which is not uh, a bad. A little further bad. down, I think. Try and put a bit of space between. Uh, the next one is an absolute, uh, this is a real, there's, there's a bit of controversy over the next one. Have you ever heard of a chimpanzee called Frodo? No. No. Okay. Well, we're in, ta- brace yourselves. We're in Tanzania. Uh, Kazakela, ch- we're in a Kazakela, ch- it's a chimpanzee communi- community that uh, kind of rehabilitates and looks after uh, chimps, but also studies them mostly. And uh, we're, right, so... There lives a male chimpanzee by the name of Frodo. Uh, Frodo was unusually large, weighing in at 54 kilos. He was part of a group of of apes that were the first ones seen ever seen to be eating meat. Fascinating. Mm. 
And everyone mm. was like, this is grand. So we'll watch these chimps. Chimps, as we've learned, you wouldn't trust one necessarily. <laughs> Not like, great pets. If you needed to put no. your baby somewhere, you wouldn't recommend the arms of a chimp. No, so specifically not that, right? So Particularly these, these meat-eating ones, perhaps. The, yes, the, the favourite of these meat-eating chimps was other primates, specifically baby monkeys of other species. And uh, they Jeez. were just ripping, ripped asunder. Anyway, I won't I won't dwell on Frodo because Frodo... It, you brought Frodo, him up. I know, I know. But Frodo killed a baby and ate him. A human baby. I can't believe Very you bad. did that when I just made that You're baby comment. That Weird. Like Frodo and I are it? one and the same, apart from all the baby eating. Or it's like you understand what might happen Here at the should creek you dive. have a chimp and a baby. Uh, um, <laughs> What's one of the other guys. You got a magnet and you got a lemon. You got a lobster and you got a magnet. Boom. Lobster has antenna, but don't you grab don't it. You grab so it. nothing to do with lemons or chimps. Nothing. <laughs> Why is there a lobster coming up? Nothing at all. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Let's Betcha, leave Frodo in the past. Lobster would be a great weapon for, like, if you were going to hold up a post office. Do you know the way post offices are, are your best bet or credit unions? Um, you think that, but they're fair slow. So. But a lobster would be slow. amazing because you couldn't, if you got caught, nobody could, like, charge you with assault with a deadly weapon or anything like that. You just come in, You're dead right. just fucking brandishing that big fucking lobster right at people, and like, no props, credit union, all yours. Just didn't yeah, our mind truly man. works in mysterious but, ways. Honestly, I Speaking of guys, can I interject for a second? Weapon. Yes. Yeah. On um, just while it's in my head, um, because I would like to apologize to Angarda Shikana, <laughs> because I have spent years uh, implying that they cannot solve crimes. And I think that they've copped onto it because I was stopped by the guards three times over the weekend. Uh, really? And I would just like to say they are very, very good at doing their jobs. And I'm sorry if my name is blacklisted with, with them and I shall pay the fines. Thank you. Fines. What's that? Did you get I just fined? felt I was targeted at the weekend. Yes, I did. I did. For what, I was mate? being... Um, I was driving without tax. Um, feel like it wasn't my fault, but I got caught driving without tax. I also did not have my license on me. It also is not my car. And every time I spoke to them, it sounded more and more illegal. And I would just like to say, well done to them for not letting me off. They solved that crime. Occasion. They solved it. And thank you. And please remove my name from the blacklist and stop following me as I drive around. Don't be so afraid to drive. Okay, anywhere. guys, I know I've gone on for ages, but there's two more. No, you have race through them. Give us. Okay, don't family in California. Race. We need to save her. Sure. 3 a.m. Family in okay. California awoken. We're, we're August 2017. Car alarm going off. All right, that should be fine. Race over to the window. And what do they see? Only the old station wagon being driven down the driveway <laughs> by a bear. <laughs> oh. Uh, right. I had a split second choice. to kind of guess what animal it was and believe me bear was not on my guess it just seemed to be That's impossible amazing. apparently this is what happened bear broke into the car while foraging for some food as they tend to do or maybe just looking to get looking in somewhere warm looking for a bit warm. of Charmaine ch 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 Charmaine wait that's the wrong thing <laughs> Anyway, um, go on. Uh, was try, he able try, to drive stick, in. or was it an automatic? Interesting that you should Being ask, American, I have probably that automatic. answer. 
Dude. Right? He tried to get out of the car after having gotten in. But uh, didn't he paw the door, which which made the central locking lock it, lock all the doors, right? So then he started violently flailing around in order to break out of the car. And in the process, his arse knocked the gear shift, changing it to neutral mode, okay? So it just so happened that this family's driveway was on a bit of an incline. So uh, the car took off and um, it gained a bit of speed. Family pressed up against the window in disbelief. And uh, then it ended, it ended, it crashed into a building, causing the car to stop, uh, smash the windscreen, the bear burst out, headed off to safety. And uh, a bit of a difficulty, I'd say, claiming that back from the insurance company. Yeah. Amazing. I wouldn't say that's covered in your general insurance. No, possibly not. Act of God, perhaps. In we go now into cat territory. In 2014, maybe this is one we've done before, a family in Oregon became hostage of their family cat who lost control of himself and blocked them from leaving the house. Now, I know what you're thinking. Family of... Come on. You can definitely overpower this cat. Well, no. This cat's name was Palmer. Uh, no, that's not true. That's the owner. Uh, anyway, owner <laughs> f- calling the police, right, to help them, at, to get them out of this fucking house. They can't get to the door. The cat's gone, gone ballistic. And uh, the police were like, this is ridiculous. We're going to all come down to have a look-see anyway, right? The cat, apparently, according to the phone call, was aggressive and he was threatening the whole family with snarls and attacks. Okay. Oh God. Oh God. Later, right, the police came. They they got in the front door. They managed to wrestle the cat into a bag. And uh, it turns out <laughs> the cat was diagnosed having uh, with this uh, type of syndrome called hyperesthesia, Okay. So it seems to be a cat-specific syndrome that's responsible for the loss of one's self-control. Fortunately, the condition was treatable and the cat did not need to be put down. And that that ends this list. That is mad. I want to, like, feign that illness Mm -hmm. and, like, just Just get out there and do some fucking damage. You know what I mean? Like, earlier today, I was in the wrong lane um, and the old filter light came on and I was like, oh, oh. I'm in the wrong lane. It's going to start pissing someone off. And like, lo, a van did appear behind me, uh, flashing the lights before he even got to me. And I was like, oh, fine. So, you know, I did a move just directly right into the middle of the whole fucking junction uh, to let him go. But he still gave me the real long look through the driver's window as he passed, even though this was in no way affecting him at all and was in fact just screwing everyone else over at the junction he was the only person not being dicked over by me at that point but still the long look and like i just feel like in that kind of instance it'd be really good to have a a very specific unhinged kind of cat ailment that allows (laughs) me to not be responsible for my own actions do you remember ever do you guys ever remember at night driving around and Ah, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a uh, an, an eye condition that affected rabbits and their eyes went blood red. Yeah, And you'd see these satanic looking animals. Freaky. Yeah. They didn't eat their carrots. Maybe, Cass, maybe. Mm. I can't, I was, I can't, I'll find the word for it. However, that rounds me out. Thank Amazing. you for listening. That was absolutely brilliant. Alligator and Fantastic. bear gets my votes as the absolute tops in terms Alligator. of... Alligator. Criminal. I think an alligator and a criminals to be criminals. 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 Um, fucking brilliant. 
Is there any visuals on the bear driving the car? No. Or the um, alligator on a plane. Although I don't think I would stop to take a picture of the alligator on the plane. You wouldn't have to. Somebody else on the plane would definitely be dumb enough to do that. And then they'd be on a listicle about people who died getting the world's greatest selfies. Yeah, just trying to get the highest price. Already taking a picture and uh, caught it in the background. It was 2010. So we were slightly pre-camera phone. I think so. Bebo. There's got to be a picture of Everyone Bebo was somewhere. still just on the flip phone buzz. And what I'll a buzz that it. was. Do you remember? <laughs> flip. Hello. Oh, this is so cool. Hi. <laughs> okay. Hello. Anyway. Um, anyway. Demonstrating so. phones for you guys. <laughs> All right. Take us out hear, with your timely um, creep. Okay. Um, is it... A donkey or a unicorn is my my BuzzFeed headline. Huh. I'm going to tell you a little story about a little company called WeWork. Okay. Now, Love this. Yes. I'm very excited. I've been kind of brewing this for a long time because I had like this obsession with this Wondery podcast that covered this last year or the end of 2019 called We Crashed and I massively recommend people go and listen to that podcast in full it's because it's great fun. And um, so will. basically we work uh, for anyone who doesn't know is an office kind of shared office space company. And um they have hundreds of locations around the world. They claim to have like kind of a modest enough kind of um like number of clients about half a million clients around the world they've got Pretty we good. work here in dublin i think they've got two here they've got we oh works. they've a few we work yeah we works in i mean every major city they started in new york they started in 2014 i want to say but have i gotten that right sure we'll find out so anyway the company was started by a guy called adam newman uh, and another guy called uh Miguel McKelvey and they were really young just you know kind of high off their own farts kind of lads who wanted to kind of get into that sort of like basically tech CEO lifestyle but didn't necessarily have any of the other relevant experience that you would need to be a tech CEO in the vein of Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg so not they weren't put off by that we're not so adam newman is uh from israel originally but he met miguel McKelvey in new york after he had dropped out of college and um, with i think something like four months shy of like getting his degree and um he really wanted to just be an entrepreneur which i think this whole story really perfectly illustrates how it's not really the best approach to just want to be an entrepreneur. It's a bit like, it's like I want to be famous. Famous, exactly. People yeah. just want to be famous mm-hmm. and then the kind of why and how is secondary. And um, so Adam just wanted to be an entrepreneur and so did Miguel. And um, so some of Adam's first business adventures, a little wacky, um, he had gotten funding and gotten a um, like prototype of a woman's high heel, a new type of innovative woman's high heel bringing it, it to the market, it had a collapsible heel. Now, I mean, okay. in this uh, climate of rampant violence against women, I mean, 
there could be a market for a high heel that then becomes, you know, a running shoe. However, this prototype um, uh, suffered this whole business terrible setback when a prototype of the shoe amputated the finger of an employee. Jesus. Not a safe, Jesus not Christ. a safe garment. Next, um, Adam went into um, baby clothing, but very specific baby clothing and um, baby clothing with knee pads for newly crawling babies to protect their knees. Oh, it's not. That's what your kneecap is for. It's a little bit like. Um, but do don't babies not have kneecaps? You're right. They, oh, they do. Of course they do. Because it's squishy. No, wait babies have been crawling on their knees. I've seen my babies baby. Are, babies, guys, I know you have loads of kids between you, but I think I know. <laughs> the babies are made of jelly. When yeah, they come they're out gelatinous. You, and then they don't harden into people till they're seven. Um, it's true, Cassie is absolutely true. They need to be stored in special baby-shaped vats. Baby jars. So the gelatinous yeah. mass doesn't Alex Mack it all over the place. Um, exactly. No, no, but like they genuinely, if Adam ever looked at a baby, he would have noticed that they are hardy as fuck. Like I've yeah. seen my baby just crawl straight over gravel, no pants Broken on, glass. nothing. And just like, like completely impassive kind of expression, like not bothered. I'm not well, fucking bothered. Cassie's right going to bother me? Because babies are not are born without well, they're kneecaps. They're not formed, are they? Oh, yeah, isn't that interesting? So well, kneecap, I mean, it makes sense or the patella. Their whole head is later on. fucking grown in yet. Well, that's it, so Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all ease of edge. That's why we all have flat heads on our backs because we were put down on the ground as little babies, and babies these days have big round heads, but we're all flat-headed fuckers. That's true. Our parents didn't know. And um, so anyway, baby crawlers. The tagline: They can't tell you if it hurts. Um, and I mean, I admire this because it is exploiting that kind of brilliantly anxious market of the new parent who is yes. terrified of doing anything to hurt their baby. Uh, but also, I mean, it's kind of it sounds like a crazy novelty idea. It sounds like, do you remember, uh, do you ever see those baby grows that have like a mop on the underside and it's for like yeah. babies to go around and do the dusting while they're at it? And clean your floor. Yeah, it's kind of sounds like one of those kind of like joke kind of prank items anyway after all this stuff didn't go over that well um adam and miguel came up with what you know basically um an amazing idea never before ever seen in the history of commerce subletting office space okay (laughs) Okay, brand new idea a brand new idea. So basically, it was a bit kind of like rental properties, but make it as wanky as Silicon Valley. That was kind of what they sort of went after. So like Miguel, interestingly, had grown up in a commune in Oregon. And Adam Newman had spent time in a kibbutz in Israel, which is like obviously kind of communal living as well. Mm-hmm. Miguel, very interestingly, was raised by five mothers in his commune. Uh, the five huh. mothers came together, pooled their children and kind of just raised them sort of like, uh, in, you know, as one, which I love the sound of. Me too. And Miguel is like not the arsehole in this story. Not really. Anyway, so the lads got together. They uh, got this idea that they wanted to create this office space that was like so beyond an office space. It was going to be an office space all about the, uh, you know, the kind of, the community, the kind of collective Hashtag culture, how we were going to elevate the kind of collective consciousness and ultimately change the world. So not at all 
overstating the importance of some quite mediocre men quite nice design in a shared office space mm. so they got their first building in new york um, the the landlord they were leasing from had absolutely zero confidence in them or their idea. They were in their kind of like early to mid twenties, and like already, um, Adam Newman was cultivating this kind of like, uh, you know, sort of entrepreneur prophet kind of Jesus buzz. Lot of like, do you know the way like all the kind of tech CEOs like love a kind of a, a pool slider. And a pair of joggers and like, you know, could they show up to kind of, you know, meetings with their board members to discuss billion dollar transactions. And they're like wearing a mankini with like. The yes. Hat. Yeah. And they've rolled in on an electric scooter. Yes. And they're. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. So Adam very much that a lot of barefoot, just a lot of strolling the streets of New York, barefoot, arms outstretched, off in a flowy robe of sorts. Definitely tech Jesus. So tech Jesus without the tech and just with not a very innovative idea, but like not a bad idea. And if they had just stopped at being like, look, we're going to lease office space and we're going to make it look cool. And we're going to have a little bit of psycho yoga babble about like the collective and we're going to have some ferns and succulents. They had had a lot of the hallmarks of kind of like, you know, late capitalist wankery succulents bare brick walls sorry cassie i see you're sitting in front of one right there um, and excuse i have me these are padded you're right these are serving the a foam purpose. brick for the studio they had they do look nice. kombucha on tap uh free ipa beers and all the fridges lots of like you know breakout sessions and lots of like you know oh community get-togethers painful guys shit. yes Guys, I, I I worked in one. I of course our, one of you did. My the previous company that I worked for, a great company, mm. but our UK office was in a WeWork. I have insider oh, yeah. WeWork and it is you walk in, you're like, Do you know what the best thing about it is, right? Like they are really, really cool spaces. They're deadly. I know loads of people who work in WeWorks and they love them. Yes. As an office space who don't buy into this you know weird cult yeah forced community culty thing mm. but what i really enjoy is that every toilet cubicle has its own speaker so you can really poop in peace in a wee work that's oh. lovely that's a nice touch. it's really clever it's mm. really nice yeah i love but it yeah prosecco beer all that kind of stuff on tap and loads of um forced oh. we networking events a lot of forced loads friendship of like a lot a lot of comfortable yeah um the um like it's the kind of place where you'd go in and like your office might be like you know your desk would just be on top of like a vintage pac-man arcade game and it would be like you know <sighs> anyway all dog friendly of, like, too very, uh, very lovely. spray paint graffiti shit uh slogans like thank god it's monday shit like that and there was just like an unbelievably claustrophobic suffocating fucking uh like happy clappy wank ology filled uh kind of um company culture that like everyone had to kind of buy in or else so were they one of the it was actually just too awkward to be there if you weren't going to be drinking the kool-aid do you know that kind of way were they Sorry, one of the first to implement this sort of forced fun that we see so many american companies doing now so. since because if you they think about just... google's been around longer so has facebook like, I think actually they really just like lifted wholesale those kind of models 
And then mm. just try to apply it to this really old school business of like, you know, basically leasing space, leasing office space. Mm-hmm. And they just tried to elevate that. Like it was like they couldn't be satisfied with just here. We do a good operation. We make it look nice. Come and work here. You'll enjoy it. it yeah. And they didn't stop at offices. Ego fueled insanity. And as Cassie said, absolutely did not stop at office spaces. So basically what they got. So they were obsessed with we, the we work, the we idea, we community. <laughs> Just literally vomit in my mouth. They we live we live exactly. They brought they um started dabbling in these like they described it as like dorm like living spaces. So basically, like a kind of like a fucking it sounds a bit like a bedsit, pretty much, but like nice, really nice. Like not the bedsits aren't nice, but obviously this would be a very high end bedsit in New York and like shared kitchens and presumably more kombucha on tap more fucking caffeine enemas as standard on a monday morning more of this guy adam strolling around barefoot like Mm -hmm. rapping with you if he caught you just i'd say he's the kind of boss that you'd be just like fucking speeding up in the halls trying to get away from anyway this guy so basically what happened was this company just absolutely skyrocketed within a matter of years They were expanding, expanding, expanding. They were going global. They were getting insane amounts of capital from private private VC, like venture capitalists. So one in particular was this company. Well, it was a group uh, of, you know, like a a group of investors that were led by a guy called, uh, I'm going to not be able to find his name now, which is going to be embarrassing. It'll come back to me. his name but anyway SoftBank is the group SoftBank and they're is one of the, the biggest and they like are famous for some of the biggest uh like one time like uh capital injections ever like in Alibaba they just like handed Alibaba billions like at one point and it like completely changed the fortunes of Alibaba and things like that yeah so they're really really well it's like the biggest venture capitalist fund in the world and they're really well known for like overestimating the value of a company by injecting too much or like overselling a company by investing investing in too much cash into it which pushes up the valuation and just creates this like falsehood and then gives these adams a uh yeah a sort of false sense of tech jesus like so when the leader of this soft bank conglomerate went to meet adam um like we work was coming up in the world and stuff and there was definitely a little bit of like oh are they one to watch and then softbank just came in and were like here's seven billion and apparently the deal that like the meeting in which they brokered that seven billion dollar deal lasted 28 minutes like insane um and he uh this guy um his name i can't remember would be great if i could um said to him like you know who's gonna win in a fight like the smart guy or the crazy guy and adam was like presumably barefoot you know just kind of like uh probably levitating or something and he was like oh the crazy guy and then the investor was like exactly so we want you to go more crazy and pink crazy and um and adam did he took that very much literally started investing we work investments into like some really fun stuff and um, let me see uh he met with one investor and he was like bigging up um 
all of their investments and he was like I've got this new company and they're really making waves and this guy was about an hour into the conversation before he realized that Adam Newman was talking about an actual wave making company not a company that was innovating and quote making waves so he invested 13 no 14 million in a startup called Wave Garden and um, a Spanish company where they build massive wave generating installations. There's only three in existence because they cost millions to build. They cost tens of millions to maintain. And um, he invested in um, superfood companies uh, like one uh, product that was a turmeric coffee creamer that um, was called Functional Latte and um, uh, also known as Insta fuel so basically just coffee but like hepped up coffee and he and he invested in another coffee company called super coffee he was just like fucking money around the place stupidly and as all this was going on the company was kind of growing 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 they were self-reporting on their value and basically saying they were unicorn which is basically the name given for a business that's valued at over 1 billion but hasn't been floated to the free market yet so facebook famous unicorn uber and uber was another one that was like overvalued uh so anyway there was just loads of shit basically they started um like adam newman like which was on a flight to israel and he uh they were all smoking weed on the flight and um then later cabin crew found a huge just chunk of weed in a cereal box and obviously that was kind of just like not generally great for the ceo of this company and um, he has said in interviews that he hopes to live forever and um, he talks of becoming president of the world and um, a position of his own invention presumably and um, there's a lot of stories about, like, this sounds like a person on cocaine, but there's definitely more stories of Adam just being on tequila and weed most of the time. Um, yeah. One time he fired in 2016, 7% of his staff. At the Why? end of this meeting, because they were constantly hemorrhaging money. So every year okay. they were, um, like, declaring losses of, like, say, for example, I think in 2017, they declared revenue of $890 million and then they declared losses of 875 million. So it's just like not We can working. all do the math. Not at all working. And the only thing that's keeping them going is, is SoftBank and other crazy investors who are so scared to miss out on an opportunity that they are actually blind to like just the complete like not viable company. There's just no due diligence done. It's so like, it's so irritating because they just have this like, they throw money they at these into crazy the companies that of this fucking yeah. like self-appointed fucking profit and their uh, profit who's making no profits and yeah they just can't be fucked looking through all the documents because it's boring but you really think they would given that it's costing them billions so anyway he yeah. once fired seven percent of his staff during this kind of like all hands-on meeting uh so he was announcing cuts he then, after telling 7% of the people in that room that their jobs were no more, he had other employees arrive in with loads and loads of trays and trays of tequila shots. And then he had run DMC, walk out and play It's Tricky. 
<laughs> yeah. It's not not tricky. It's not. It is tricky. <laughs> it's tricky still being in that room right now. Um, so he had like uh, his own shares were worth like each share was worth 10 to everyone else's shares in the company. So he had kind of rigged up this like incredible system of keeping himself in power. And um, he also had like a really unorthodox kind of like uh, plan for succession, which was that the company would go in the event of his death to his wife, Rebecca, and in the event of her death to their children, which again is just kind of fucking not really. And she's thing. another crazy. She's another mad, yo, Absolutely just like taking mad. the money and just throwing it at different things. She tellingly former actress, no shade to actors, but obviously I've just done it. Also cousin of Gwyneth Paltrow. Need we <sighs> have a bigger red flag? She definitely brings a lot of the kind of goop speak to the whole fucking WeWork nonsense and has had some of WeWork's more stupid ideas, frankly. Um, one time she uh, met a few employees and fired them after spending just minutes in their company because, quote, she didn't like their energy. This is Vibes. very Rebecca Newman. She um, was also a big part of um, their uh, enterprise into the elementary school business. So Rebecca mm-hmm. and Adam were just fucking enormously wealthy. They bought like the penthouse and lower floors of like a an Upper East Side building, knocked them all together to make a fucking mansion on top of this apartment building. They had five kids, which as we know in New York, very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And they had tried to enroll the kids in like these uh, like preschools. And they were not satisfied with the uh, caliber of preschool on offer. So then they basically just said, look, we work needs to branch out. I mean, we're we're here to make an impact on the world. We're here to change the future. This is all the kind of shit that they were constantly spouting. So they set up a new branch called We Grow, and um, it was elementary schools. And genuinely, like, if you know fucking nothing about leasing office space, like, how in the hell can you even hope, pretend to know anything about? elementary schools they had shit like um people from branding and marketing could come and give the like four and five year olds like master classes in branding and marketing i swear that was how it was described uh, in one interview with rebecca like she is utterly painful to listen to and um, i've got a couple of choice quotes from um adam uh if i could fucking find them here we go and um, so they had lots of kind of like they had a thing called summer camp that they threw every year where they brought all of the employees away to as it sounds like a summer camp in the woods that was just kind of like a big fucking head wrecking session oh, these were like with all the biggest head wreckers you can ever picture spending a week florence and the machine played yeah, once yeah huge, um, they huge ran these in the act. uk and and the people in the company I worked for got to go. Oh no shit! Uh, yeah, Florence, Florence the Machine played. It was like a fe- it was just a festival, mm. a huge, huge festival, festival. It's kind of like You'd a small to... Glastonbury for the um, employees, which just sounds fucking hellish. And um, so, um, here's like a couple of um, Adam Newman quotes. He basically just says a lot of words that mean absolutely fucking nothing. Quote: If you're open minded and you let the universe come in, you never know where things might go. And um, I believe that doing the right thing will not only create the best culture and the best product, but you'll also make the most money, even if you're making decisions that lose you money in the short term. Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. How do you change the world? Bring people together. I mean, it's just so goddamn basic. The most precious resource we have is time. Okay, quickly, how did it all go so spectacularly pear-shaped? 
And bearing in mind also that nonstop was there this rhetoric about the kind of we consciousness and the we collective and we work and we grow and we live. And like Weird. they had a huge kind of like sideline and kind of like sustainability and like that kind of like, you know, that kind of Google thing of like do no evil, mm-hmm. don't be evil, mm-hmm. sorry. You know, they had definitely had a, a lot of that going on. But like at the, in the same breath as them being kind of like, we want to be more sustainable. At one point, they stipulated that nobody in the company in WeWork was allowed to eat meat in the building. So you couldn't huh? even make like a ham sandwich at home and bring it in to eat at your desk. Everyone was going vegetarian because it was more sustainable, according to Adam and Rebecca, who were, meanwhile, buying a $60 million private jet to just fly around the place. So a lot of insanity there. So anyway, basically, there was a lot of like, focus on WeWork being brought to the free market. So that's the initial public offering IPO, um, which is where basically a company's shares will be available for the first time to the general public. And um, and, and for general the investment. bosses have to answer to people outside the Exactly. Uh, and the first company. real scrutiny that their company will come under that isn't just self-reporting bullshit. And mm-hmm. also, it's the opportunity for loads of the people who've worked in the company since the beginning to potentially sell their shares and make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so and so anyway, get the fuck out of there. When they were like... bringing it to market, it, there was an initial valuation of forty-seven billion to this company that essentially only had about half a million clients. Um, which, if you think about it in terms of like, I mean, I know Facebook and. Twitter, it's not as tangible a service, but still, like, it's it's minor, it's minute compared to that, really. But anyway, um, so the initial valuation, 47 billion, completely scoffed at, especially after Bloomberg starts reporting, like, all of the fucking shenanigans going on inside the business in terms of financials. So... It, stuff like that succession plan where like people have to die off or Adam has to die off to let other people in. They discovered that Adam Newman trademarked the We brand and then mm. sold it back to his company for six million. What they the fuck? Discovered. Clever man. So much. Clever girl. Shadiness. It's the only time Guys, I've ever actually, seen Actually, now's a good time to mention to you that I have TM, 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 uh, the creep dive and it's going to cost you a mere 1.5 million <laughs> continue each. Continue using it. To continue. They also discovered that Adam had completely started flogging the hell out of his own shares in the company before, um, like, right, right before going out there because I Insider think trading. absolutely knew what was coming. And yeah. so anyway, that IPO was uh, declined and then like the basically the valuation just started plummeting. So they came back kind of to put off their next or to submit their next IPO kind of um, and basically were like, OK, so I know we said like 47 billion, but like we're willing to look at 20 billion, like fucking just panicking, basically, and being like, we need to just fucking float this thing. And so that it doesn't like drag us all underneath. And um, basically then the IPO was further um, uh, postponed and that's then when like the whole fucking thing started to come down around them and um, they basically just found again like they'd had about three years of just major losses there was no actual money in the company and um, they had a board meeting they basically decided that Adam had become too toxic 
because of his insane kind of ego prophet fucking persona. So they had a board meeting to vote him off as CEO, vote him off the island. Even Adam himself voted to vote himself off the island. <laughs> um, that's not that's that's not great. It's not it's not great when even you yourself are like, I just must leave. I think I'll get my coat. Um, so anyway, they um, they fucking laid off 20 percent of their entire staff. The whole thing was just shambles. They hired a new CEO who had a background in actual um, office space leasing just imagine it's just just back to what they were back to actually like oh we need somebody who has experience in this adam meanwhile hop skipped and jumped off with a fantastic severance package how Um, much he got himself a salary of 185 million that was called a called a consultancy fee wow he also somehow got off with about six billion and this is a man who literally incinerated like money, tens of billions. Like so, he just literally set fire to the money of like countless investors, but made money walking away from this, the fucking doomed Titanic that is. we. And I'd we say were. he had a fucking mad laugh in the process. I think that he is so fucking like as we say on the fumes of his own fucking shit um, that I'd say he just still sees no issue in anything that he did at all even though I mean there's loads more to this that's why everyone should listen to a wee crashed it's really good but there's loads more in terms of like shoddy treatment of workers and like unbelievable stuff like making them like sign so, away their rights as employees and, and basically they didn't sign they were fired like it's fucked, fucked. do we know where he is now um he's he in sold his manhattan apartment yeah he made a killing on some properties and uh they reportedly moved back to israel himself rebecca and the five kids presumably lamenting the um the preschool uh preschool services available there what so, a colossal mess. Why that is slightly um, timely is because uh, there's actually a documentary coming about Adam Newman and the whole thing. And um, it sounds fascinating. I've seen the trailer. It looks very Entourage meets the big short. And Love it. I think it could be fun. And so that's out in about two weeks. So I was like, I'm going to creep dive Adam Newman before that comes out. Oh, it's one of my favorite genres is to examine to like learn from businesses that have just really fucked themselves over with their own egos. Yes. Highly recommend that podcast. We Crashed is such a good listen. And then Land of Giants, Netflix, Google and Amazon. Oh, nice. All essential listening. Cassie, thank you. Sophie, thank you. Thank you Jen, thank you. This is another solid episode. Thank you, listener. And we've had a lot of new patrons. Welcome. We hope you're satisfied with We're very excited current that you're here. Offering. Yes. You've probably received an email from me uh, telling you how excited we are and that there is a tote in the post. And if you're considering <laughs> becoming a patron, obviously just slide on over to patreon.com forward slash the creep dive and sign up, hand over all of your money and details. We own your life. You and, won't be disappointed. Um, you won't We're be in disappointed. control. Yeah. And you'll get a lovely solid tote and a lovely 
back catalogue of incredible creep content for your and four if you're in there a month and our undying love yes and we'll see you on Thursday for those people mm. for not those people we'll see you next Tuesday <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> that sounded passive aggressive bye goodbye <laughs>